started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Uh, what the fuck is up, gamers? Welcome to Seagulls Make Do, season four. Season fucking four! Uh, it's a good number. It's Beyonce's lucky number. I'm dumb. I wrote season three, episode 19 in my notes. <laughs> season four, episode <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's season four, episode one. The agony and the ex tassy. It's some wordplay. Yeah, I think, can you infer, so it's X, as in E-X, and then Tacy. Yeah, like yeah. Like ecstasy, but ecstasy. It's really funny. Mm, it's very, it's very good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Season four, and it's like brand new, fresh, everything is, I felt like even just the start of the episode felt just like very, it, I don't know, you could tell it was the start of a new season with like the very beginning of the episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was it was fresh. We have like a montage of all the girls getting ready and getting glammed up, uh, and then uh, Carrie's wearing a cape. She was wearing a cape. She was. Not all heroes wear capes, but... Some villains do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're they're walking down the street. They're going to um, their friend uh, Claire and Danny's engagement party. And I think they're more familiar with Danny because they've all kind of... Well, half of them have fucked him. Yeah, I love that they have this conversation about it. And and it's like, wait, so Carrie and Samantha have? But then Charlotte kissed him on New Year's and Miranda showed him her boob for some reason. Yeah. So. It showed him one tit in like a, in a coat like closet. Yeah. I don't really know how you do that. I don't really know how you like don't kiss someone, but you do show them a tit. Just one, two. Like you get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You may see my tit once <laughs> yeah i also just realized we didn't even we didn't even fucking introduce ourselves we didn't like, even do that we just jumped right into the episode because <laughs> we're just so excited about season four yeah i'm uh stephanie aka two souls one thought i'm alex aka fryer fuck <laughs> that's we'll a good more one about fryer fuck we, will, we will i do love him yeah <laughs> uh, so <laughs> anyway yeah so they're going to their engagement party we go to the engagement party and Danny gets uh, Miranda's name wrong and calls her Charlotte. Normal. Which then I proceeded to, in my notes, get everyone's names wrong repeatedly. They're all the same, so it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the redhead one, the brunette, and then the slightly blonde and the regular blonde. I tend to get names mis- mixed up sometimes writing my notes, but it's... I feel like it's not generally Miranda and Charlotte. I feel like it's normally... For some reason, Charlotte and Samantha are the ones that I get mixed up, which are like the wildest difference in between both personality and name. For me, it's Miranda and Samantha, and I think because they have like M's and R's in their Mm. names that... I seem to get confused, which I don't know. But yeah, he messed up her name and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, it's been a long night, I'm fuzzy. Uh, And then Samantha's getting chatted up by this aggressive TV agent and she's just not really into it. There was really no point for that scene. (laughs) No, I like you said that back to me and I remembered it happening. Because like, I mean, I watched the episode like four days ago now, but like, and then I was like, wait, did that go anywhere? Like, did that? And then no, no, I I literally don't remember what Samantha's plot was. So I guess 
guess we'll get there when we when I read it in my notes and I go, oh yes, that's what Samantha did this week. Mm-hmm. Then Charlotte gets asked by some random lady uh, where her husband is, and she's like, oh, she just struggles. For- this was really painful to watch. Like I felt like I was watching like <laughs> this is just like Charlotte York cringe compilation. <laughs> she is talking to this woman at the party who's like, oh, how are you? Like not here with a date or not here with your husband because I guess she knows that. Charlotte's married to Trey and Charlotte like starts out being like oh yeah no I'm just here by myself and then she just like tells her entire like relationship drama and everything and she's just like yeah no we're actually like separated right now like just taking a break like not getting divorced but like we're just we're not together you know we're having problems in the bedroom but you know like that that's not the only problem and we got married when he just really thought he should get married and you know it's just you know how things are and she just goes on and on and on and on about it and the woman is like okay and then when she leaves she like tells this other woman do not talk to her (laughs) within earshot oh yeah charlotte's fully just like hmm maybe i need to not be maybe i not need to not just spill my entire guts at people i barely know maybe maybe that's for the best Uh um and then we go back to carrie and uh miranda and they're they're talking to claire who is danny's fiance and there is like a group of girls and they realize that they're the only single people or the single women at the party because mm-hmm. they're like oh are you not are you not seeing anyone are you're not engaged you're not married and you're you're in your 30s oh <laughs> like they're being very shady yeah and i <laughs> miranda's like whole plot for the episode is like the little it's about like the little comedy routine you do when you're like sore about something in your life but you kind of just joke about it to people so that you don't make them uncomfortable (laughs) so she like she kind of goes just like oh you know she just like ends up doing this like really sarcastic bit about like being single and yeah like i don't know i'll just pick up you know like any guy like i'm seeing lots of guy but no none of them are mr special you know what i mean (laughs) and just yeah none of them are interesting do you know any uh boring people any houseplants and it's (laughs) very like vaudeville yeah and the whole time carrie is just like she looks so uncomfortable just like what the fuck are you doing Miranda and I'm like do you not know Miranda this is just her personality like have you never been anywhere with her before like I think I know I get it like we uh, we all kind of make jokes at our own expense and I'm like if you've been friends with someone for so long that you don't know what they do when they're in an uncomfortable situation then Mm -hmm. because if I'm in an uncomfortable situation I will make jokes like I remember when I was like 10 my grandfather died and we're all like sitting there like being miserable so I just started making jokes and <laughs> everyone was like okay oh my god and it worked. everyone cheered up it's it's good so <laughs> I think they're also like why is this like 10 year old fucking cracking jokes yeah possibly but it's like I don't know I mean I get that that's how Miranda deals with stuff and like I don't know. I don't think it's that unusual, even for someone who's not Miranda, to just kind of do something like that. So, but Carrie thinks it's really weird. Like they leave the party, and Carrie's kind of just like, "What the fuck was that? Like, what was that whole routine you just did, like in front of those people?" And Miranda's like, "Look, people like that are just uncomfortable when you say, oh, no, I'm not seeing anyone. I'm just all myself.'" And she's like, "They just they think they need to like pity you if you're not, you know, 
if you're not making some kind of jokes about it. And she is kind of right. Like, people just be like, oh, no, like, the right person will come along. And I get wanting to avoid that. I think Miranda has her own, like, it's obviously a sore spot for a couple of them of being single and being, you know, in your 30s and not being like, I'm young and single. Mm-hmm. I get that. But there are people who w- who would look at her and pity her, and you don't want that. Yeah. But- feels like shit it's and like, she shouldn't be pitied yeah exactly a realistic situation and there's nothing wrong with that yeah she's just like moving the conversation along when it could be uncomfortable so it's fine yeah but <clears throat> and then we get to a nice uncomfortable situation of people who are married because we go to charlotte <sighs> and trey because charlotte just like so they're separate and they're living separately right now but like charlotte just bangs on trey's door it's like two in the morning and she bangs on it until he like comes to the door and his he's wearing a house coat basically like he's in his full-on robe oh, yeah because he's rich because it's like two <laughs> in the morning and he's rich and he's asleep and she's just like freaking out because she's like she's just tired of telling people at parties about her and Trey and not knowing what to say about it. Like, okay, first of all, you don't need to just tell everyone at parties about your problems. Like, no. Could you not just be like, oh, he's a surgeon, he's at work. Like, or he had a busy day at work, he's at home. That's not unbelievable. No. Like, it's just like white lies. You don't need to tell your whole life story. It's... No. And he's, he's, like, his doorman is behind her and Trey's like, yeah, this is weird. Go home. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, because it will, like, shoes her away. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, crying and – well, not crying, but she's getting kind of emotional. And he's just horny. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Because, like, they're – why are they even so close in the first place? Like, he starts kissing her. Well, she talks about how, like, we have a problem. We've had – like, we don't have sex. And he's like, well, we had sex that one time. She's like, yeah, like – Yeah, once. For, like – Two minutes and that doesn't make a relationship and then he's like well we could try it we could do it again and he gets all horny and kissing her and then he gets a boner and she's like i can't talk to you about this when you have a boner <laughs> i hate that she says boner because that's not in character she would 100 percent say erection oh she would yeah i know i was like this is really weird to see charlotte say boner but she says like boner like she's in american pie yeah it, it's kind of weird it's unbelievable and she's like i can't talk to you like this and he's like come on and then they kiss and she's like no trey i don't want to have sex and he comes on her dress uh-huh and this is also unrealistic because, like, before he was having troubles even being, like, this in the first place, like, and staying bonered. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just nuts on her pants, I guess. And she's like, I can't do this, I'm leaving. And then he's yeah. just, like, the last thing he says to her before she goes is, send me the dry cleaning pill. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, you're taking this to a dry cleaners, are you? Like, you can get come out of pants really easily. You don't need to take them to the dry cleaners. Maybe they're fancy pants that you can't. Maybe you're, maybe it's the material you're not supposed to just wash. I have no idea. I don't own any pants I can't wash. I'm sure they're probably like Donna Karen or some shit. Like, you know, dry clean only. <sighs> probably. But I wouldn't want to go to the dry cleaners. Like, hi, here's my... <laughs> His gum stained cigarette trousers. Well, right? Like, okay, like, especially because then you have to show them to someone and be like, yeah, I just can't get this cum stain out. Can you please help me? And then the person at <laughs> the dry cleaner is probably just like, I've seen worse, so. They're like, why is there on your thigh? And you're like, well, ugh, my, my husband, he 
first he couldn't get it up and then then he's just coming after fucking a kiss oh yeah then she's like damn it i'm telling my whole story to everyone again it was just it started out with a kiss how did it end up like this and it was only a kiss it was only a kiss (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so she leaves and uh then we go to i guess it's the next day and carrie has received mail from a dating program that she can sign up for so of course like the gals at brunch are just all laughing about it and just Mm -hmm. how they're just like oh no what if your soulmate slips away because you didn't sign up for this dating program and Mm. i guess you kind of have to be like if you believe in soulmates you have to be like well if i have a soulmate they're not the type of person who signs up for a dating program it could be i mean i guess well that depends on if you believe in it or not and we we get to learn what the girls feel about it which is pretty much what we expected (laughs) no surprises yeah miranda's not gonna come out the gate like yeah i believe in soulmates yeah (laughs) no miranda's just like okay this is fake it's stupid the the idea mm-hmm. well so it's not even just that she thinks it's fake because it makes no sense she's just like the idea that someone else needs to make me complete is stupid and i hate it like why can you not just be complete by yourself and she is right that's yeah that's a fair the point really mm-hmm. i mean i kind of am of the opinion that like i mean i'm very mm, neo-pagan spiritualist like of course there's soulmates mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the idea of being comp- like you're going to be miserable unless you have another person kind of sucks. I'm just like, if there's a soulmate, then they'll find you and you'll find them. Yeah, exactly. There's no, you, you don't need to, you're not, if you don't have a soulmate, you don't have a soulmate. Yeah, exactly. It's chill. Carrie yeah. believes that people have multiple soulmates because, of course, she does. She's just like, yeah, I think she's horny. She's, there's lots of people out there that could be perfect for me. And, well, Samantha's even hornier because she's like, yeah, I've met, like, plenty of them. Like, <laughs> I've had hundreds mm-hmm. of soulmates. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Charlotte's like, I believe in soulmates. Of course. She's just like. Yeah, she wants if maybe Trey isn't her soulmate and there's someone else out there for her. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, no shit, he's not your soulmate. If he was your soulmate, you'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was literally like, uh, yeah, I just married you because you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and Charlotte's just like, I don't think a soulmate's supposed to nut on your leg. (laughs) So. (laughs) Unless you're into that kind of thing. I mean, true. Like, I don't think... I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, I don't think that, like, I feel like your soulmate could nut on your leg, but I feel like that's not the deciding factor of, like, what makes him not her soulmate. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not it, Charlotte. It's the other things. Uh, the many, many other things, yeah. And they're like, oh, we're going to sign up Carrie for this dating site. And Carrie's like, no. <laughs> Do they, is there even any follow-through for this? Or is this literally just to have this... This is literally just for the soulmate conversation, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's no follow-through. She doesn't meet anyone off of it. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, this is where we learn that Carrie turns 35 next week, too, right? Because you have to put yourself in one of the boxes, one of the age boxes. So you could be like 25 to 30, 30 to 35, 35 to 40, etc. And so they're like, oh, well, Carrie's going to be 35 to 40 next week. And so. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like, I don't really want to be put into a box, like literally put into a box. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then I think we do get a question, which is, um, are soulmates reality or torture devices? It's feel like probably somewhere in between those two. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess if you're focusing on that, if you're like spending your whole life thinking that that's something that you're striving towards rather than just letting organically happen, it's 
you know, a torture device, which, I mean, you can kind of see that's true for someone like Charlotte, but... Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't reality a torture device anyway? You're so right. You're so right. But they're all yeah. rich white women, so not really for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we got Carrie and Samantha walking with their cute fall outfits on, and they look so they look so good. Like, Samantha with her white coat and purple gloves. I need purple gloves. Yeah, I also, I think this was the first time that they started to have, like, seasons. Yeah, I think so. In the first, like, three seasons, it's kind of perpetually spring or summer. Yeah, well, that's when you get, like, the, I mean, I, I'm saying cutest outfits, but, like, I disagree with that. Because yeah. to me, fall outfits are the cutest outfits, but I think for the purposes of the show, it's, like, where they can do the most different things with it. Mm. And then in here, it's very clearly sort of turning to autumn. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I walking down the street, and Samantha's like, please, can we go, please, can we do something for your birthday? I want to go to this restaurant. And she's offering to plan it, because, I mean, okay, your friend does PR. How are you not going to have them plan, like, every single birthday party uh-huh, for you? Ah, true. Like, she's going to do a fucking kick-ass job. Yes. So, and she does, like, agree to it, and because Samantha's like, look, it's not going to be, like, this huge thing. It's just going to be, you know, the close people in your life, like your friends and stuff like that. And then Samantha's like, well, should I invite Big? Because technically you're friends, right? And Carrie's just like, hmm, I don't know. He might still be in London. Maybe. I don't know. And yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently they've been talking um, uh-huh. since we last saw them. and That's unbelievable. If they've been talking, they're fucking. So I don't believe this. I don't believe I that they've just I think they're only talking. not fucking because he's out of the country. That is exactly it, I bet. <laughs> yeah. He is not in the country, so they cannot fuck. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they walk by this church, and Samantha sees like a sexy monk, and this kind of sent me on a bit of a mind, like, a labyrinth. Okay, elaborate here. (laughs) Because he's wearing those, like, brown fucking druid robes, and she's like, oh my god, he's so sexy. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, like, he's got a handsome face, but, like... He looks like Brendan Fraser. Okay, now that you say that, I'm like... With Max Sliders. Fuck, you're right. With Max Sliders. Yeah, fuck, you're right. Max Sliders, Brendan Fraser. He... That's what he looks like. And he's wearing fucking, I'm not joking, like, they didn't put him in, like, a sexy little, like, dog collar, like, with a black shirt, like, you know, like, a sexy priest. He is a monk. Yeah. I didn't even know existed anymore. I didn't, I mean, I figured they existed, but not, like, in North America. Not in New York. Not in New York. Not in New York. Yeah. It's something. Like, it does seem very, like, it's out of a different century. And she sees him, and she's like... I want, I'm going to fuck him. She does, she basically is like, yeah, I don't know what is. I'm going to have my flea bag moment before flea bag. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to do that. And she tries her best. This is the second time we've had a plot that's man who's celibate and Samantha wants to fuck him. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> she likes a challenge. She does. I mean, I get it, but, like, I feel like there's different ways to spend your energy. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you don't know anything about this guy other than the fact that he likes to help the poor and he likes to, you know, I mean, that's, like, I guess a good thing to know about someone, but she goes up and talks to him and 
Well, no, she doesn't go up and talk to him then. She she goes later that week, and she's wearing, like, this full fur coat and everything. <laughs> it's a lot. And she's like, hi, I'm, I'm a rich white lady. I can get Donald Trump at your fundraiser. And he's like, uh, I don't really want Donald Trump at my fundraiser. I just want, like, food. Yeah. <laughs> Are they even having a fundraiser? Because she's just – it sounded like she wanted to just plan an event for them plan out of nowhere. I think you're right. I think she wants to just, like, plan a fundraiser. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we don't need, like, rich people. We just need, like, canned food. Yep. And he's like, we're pretty low-key. And then Samantha just, out of nowhere, she just is like, so I love your robe. (laughs) (laughs) Your sexy monk robe. (laughs) Your sexy burlap sack. (laughs) Like, excuse me? He's just like, it's just what we wear. (laughs) I I can't think of a less sexy outfit. No. Like, you can't see his body. It's brown and, like, the worst shade of brown. Uh-huh. And it's it's just a... And it's fucking horrible, like, itchy material. Like, it's not meant to be fashionable or flattering. It's just meant to cover your body. He probably has, like, a rash under it. Yeah. Well, do you think they're naked? Oh, well, he's probably not naked under it, but even <laughs> then, it's probably just... Like, he probably doesn't have, like, a long sleeve shirt on under it, so he probably is just getting, like, rubbed up against it, and I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't want to... See, this is the thing. We don't... It's a mystery what's under his fucking robe. We don't know. Maybe that's the turn on. I mean, Samantha wants to know, but, like, I'm imagining that, like, he takes it off and he's wearing just, like... I don't know. I imagine he's just wearing, like, a shirt from, like, a band I hate or something. And then I'm like, oh, no. You just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you don't. Or he has, like, really shitty tribal tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that could be... Mm. You just... Ugh. Yeah, I'd like to know these things. And Samantha just... I guess she wants to find out. And he's basically just like, oh, I mean... He starts explaining the meaning of the robe and how it's, like, based off of St. Francis, who lived his life basically just, like, helping... Like, his whole his whole thing was, like, helping people who are poor and chat. Chastity. And as soon as as soon as the word chastity gets said, there's just like there's just this like sexy music that starts playing and getting faster and faster, and you just see <laughs> Samantha's eyes go like red, and she just goes full on like horny mode. And uh, I yeah yeah that turns me on uh, chastity yeah. And so she goes home and she just fucking cranks it. She cranks her hog. She, yeah. All afternoon. Yeah. It's wild. She, yeah, she she goes wild. And she tells the girls about this too. They go out for drinks later. And so Charlotte says, Samantha, your face is glowing. Did you get a facial? And just, Samantha just straight up says, I masturbated all afternoon. Like, she just straight up says that. <laughs> and it's great. And when we see her doing it, she's like singing like an operatic soprano. It is. It's, it's great. I mean, sometimes it's just that good. So. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it could. I think, I think, yeah. And I don't think I'm singing. I don't think I'm ever singing. For two, she says two to two and a half hours. That's how long she was cranking it for. I think that's too long. I mean, I guess you, everyone already knows my opinions on how long things should be. (laughs) But like, the, the only reason you should be cranking your hog for longer than like 15 minutes is if you're the, like, if you're just not able to get off, like... I'm not, 
I think maybe she had, like, some braids. Probably. You know, because you would have carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, you'd think so. And she's, like, she's doing it old school. Like, she's doing it um, unassisted, I guess I should say. Mm. Yeah, so. The old trusty hand. Yeah, which is, like, like look, I'm just going to say it. The Honestly, underrated. So I think she's, I think she made the right choice. So. Yeah. <laughs> or if she was using a vibrator, her pussy would fall off. For two to two and a half hours, yes. You're right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all like, wait, what? And she's like, yes, I met this very sexy priest. Um, so I wanted to jerk off all afternoon. <laughs> and it was just, it was going well, so I just kept at it. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And Carrie, Carrie decides to play, like, psychiatrist here. or She's just like... Yep, well, it's Charlotte. It's clearly because Samantha can't have him, and so she needs to fuck him in her imagination. And, you know, uh, Samantha's then just like, oh, come on. Well, like, we all just crank our hogs, so who do you fantasize about when you're doing it? And Miranda and Carrie, in unison, say Russell (laughs) Crowe. Which, really? Well, there no sexier men in 2001. I'm going to see. I'm going to see what 2001 Russell Crowe looked like. Because, I don't know, I always picture him as, like, fucking Javert now. Like, Yeah. I don't think he was ever hot. I don't know. The thing is, when I hear Russell Crowe, my brain thinks Hugh Jackman. Because I relate both of them to Les Mis. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. But then I'm like, wait, no, wrong person. No, I'm not. He's not. He's not sexy. No, I mean that's straight woman for you. They're like, I'm jacking after <laughs> Russell Crowe because I hate myself. That's what it's like being straight. Yeah. No, and then they're like, oh, well, if not Russell Crowe, George Clooney, he's old faithful. Like what? <laughs> I mean, he's like kind of handsome, but like at the same time, I'm like, no, what? No, like he is. He's the he's the quintessential like handsome person. Yeah, like he's. Fine, I don't get it, but whatever. I do love that Samantha also describes what her fantasy is, which is that she's carrying like a bunch of food for like the homeless and poor people, and then he just comes and like rips all the food out of her hands and they start fucking <laughs> like on the street or something. And I'm like, that's a fantasy, okay? I feel like Samantha, like for Samantha, it would be in the church because she is that much of a little demon that like she'd want to defile the church. Uh huh. That does make sense. I mean, and like Hannibal Lecter, that is her mind palace. Yes. Yeah, and then Miranda's like, once I uh, I masturbated to a a busboy, a rude busboy, and everyone's sort of disgusted by that. Yeah, she's like, oh, do you think this means anything? What do you think this means? <laughs> It's like, well, Miranda likes it when men are mean to her, uh-huh. which I, I real, I, I, um, I don't know if I should tell this, but <laughs> once I was doing like, um, I was helping someone with their monologue okay. and they had to shout in it and they were shouting at me the whole time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, oh my God. I mean, valid. <laughs> it was so, because the, the, like, teacher who was there was like Alex you need to read the next line I was like yeah sorry um yeah <laughs> I mean it's not real so it's like it's just no, like exactly it's yeah. not like if they're really shouting at me I'd be upset but like yeah the fake just I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah true I've seen the side of you before you got a bit of fire I was interested <laughs> but I get it but if a if a man is just mean to me he's my enemy mm-hmm. he is 
my enemy. I will fucking show up at his funeral and I will laugh. Yeah, me too. I like if a man is mean to you, I will show up at his funeral and laugh. Like not even just mean to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vice versa. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, have you ever seen Death Becomes Her? No. Because there's a bit at the end where they're at, um, Bruce Willis's funeral and they're at the back laughing, <sighs> and that's us. I love that so much. I would love to laugh at Bruce Willis's funeral. <laughs> Okay, but then we find out about Charlotte because they're like, come on, Charlotte. We know you crank your hog to someone. And she's like, mm-hmm, well, it's, I don't crank my hog to guys. And then for a second, my my brain just went Kill Bill Sirens, <laughs> like, but like in an excited way because I was like, oh, Charlotte's doing that thing where she only masturbates to girls and thinks she's straight like me when I was 15. <laughs> and she's like – and then – but then she says – no, I I only masturbate to Trey and we have really perfect sex. Like, what do you Ugh. think it means? <laughs> it means you're fucking boring and a repressed lesbian. It just, it means that obviously your marriage is bad. Like, what the fuck do you think it means? It means you're married to Carol McLaughlin. Like, who's among us? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't need to know about Carl McLaughlin's sex life, but... He seems happy, you know. Yeah, he seems like a he seems like a nice guy. So, uh huh. This is Karma Glockin Stan Club episode uh, forty whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they go home and Carrie calls Big, but it goes to voicemail because he's still in England. Yeah, she calls him exactly precisely at midnight because it's her birthday, and Ugh. yeah. So that's how long she couldn't wait. Uh, she waited till exactly midnight and she's like, oh, I think you're still in London, but I thought I'd call someone older. Ha 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 ha. Um, and then she invites him to come to her birthday party uh, because it's tomorrow. She doesn't know if he's in town, but like, you know, it's going to be friends and he's a friend. And then she gets all awkward and hangs up. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. Yeah. And then we have Miranda and she bumps into a, an old friend and they're talking and the whole kind of like little tango happens where uh she's like oh you're not married miranda i'm married it's like great (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) but then miranda's like oh you and whatever your husband's name whatever your fucking husband you're gonna have kids and then her friend does the sort of awkward stand-up routine of <laughs> yeah, if I wanted my furniture destroyed. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's not just lonely single people who do the Miranda stand-up routine. It's everybody, even if you're married, as long as you've yeah. got something you're unhappy about in your life. Which well, everyone does. Yeah, no one is happy about <laughs> everything. So. Yep. And mm-hmm. Carrie's voiceover comes along and says that. Miranda laughed, not because it was funny, but because it was kind. Guess? Yeah. I mean, if if someone says any joke, you just fucking awkwardly laugh. If you don't hate them. Yeah, I would just kind of be like, oh, ha, 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 yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, yeah. Hmm. But whatever. That is, I guess, a kind thing to do. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so Samantha goes back to to the sexy monk. I can't get over this fucking stupid fucking outfit and he's so boring (laughs) he's dressed so plain and samantha's in her fur coat again which probably costs like hundreds of dollars (laughs) and he's just like like his acting is just so fucking boring he's like yeah i believe in god that's my motivation 
Like Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> cool. And she brought like a tin of peas. Oh, she brought like three tins of peas. <laughs> and they're really good. They're the best. <laughs> but like, okay. She's rich. She doesn't have any dependents. She could buy like plenty of food or just make a big donation. But no, she's like, hey, some fucking peas. Well, maybe it's quality over quantity. So, you know, three cans of the best peas in the world could be better than, you know, like a hundred cans of alphagetti, maybe. Can be, yeah, it could be better than enough food to mm-hmm. feed everyone. It's. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pathetic, but she basically yeah. uses this as her excuse <laughs> to just be like, well, okay, so first she brings out the cans and she says, I have a confession to make. I was thinking about you when I was at the market, so I picked up these peas. And then she's like, I have another confession to make. I think about you other places, not just in the market, but also when I'm fucking myself. And <laughs> she's like, do you think about me when you're fucking yourself? And he's like, I don't fuck myself. <laughs> And the the, me- the organ music starts coming in when she starts saying this. <laughs> and it's good. I like the music. And yeah, he's just like, my life is about other joys. Then he just turns 360 degrees and walks away with her peas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. That's the end of the plot. It was really worth our bloody fucking time. What a waste. Like, this episode didn't have to be 29 minutes. It could have been, like, 25 minutes, and we just didn't have the stupid monk plot. Like, she didn't even get to <sighs> fuck the monk, so, like, what was the point? She should have fucked him. Mm-hmm. She should have fucked him. Like, I don't know. What does it mean? And they say something of, like, like Carrie says something in the voiceover about, like, oh, he could have been her soulmate, which, of course, he's fucking not. Yeah, he seems to have so much in common with her. She, you know, spends lots of money on jackets that cost animal lives and lots of money that she could have spent on, you know, like, humanitarian things, and he spends all his time helping people. So they have so much in common. (laughs) Yeah, he wears the same clothes every day, and devotes his life to god and the poor and the sick and she's like i'm gonna buy a fur coat yeah and jerk off all afternoon uh, basically Which, don't get me wrong i feel like both like i feel like both avenues have their merits you know i feel like you there's have a little bit yeah jerk off all afternoon but also maybe help other people out like I, yeah there's a happy medium in between volcel <laughs> and rich woman like there's somewhere in between there that's good so, not that mm-hmm. you can't be good in a Valsal, because, like, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, like, most... <gasps> yeah. That's it. Do you think she wanted to fuck Obi-Wan Kenobi? We all do. He's Ewan McGregor. At least the first movie. I think had the, had the second Attack of the Clones come out yet? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Phantom Menace was out by this point, but I don't think it's, I don't think Attack of the Clones was. Definitely not Revenge of the Sith. That wasn't out yet. But like, no. uh, but the thing is, well, he's hottest in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and he also looks the most like Jesus. Yeah, and he's wearing the he's wearing the robe. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is the only person you and McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi only person who can pull off a robe like that. Like everyone else looks like shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Samantha just wants to be topped by you and McGregor being like <laughs> it's over now, Samantha. I have the high ground, which is like <laughs> I feel like everyone can relate to that, but. Yeah, yeah, that, that's relatable. I remember, I remember seeing that movie when I was a child and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, because like I'd seen all the other prequels, but I was seriously sitting there like, "What? 
what what the fuck is who the fuck is this like what's going i had no idea what was happening at all that's fair and i watched it again as an adult i still have no idea what's happening in any of those fucking films yeah it's just like noise and movement and i do you know what prequels are underrated just because they're like you ever seen a child sit down in front of a television screen or a dog yeah and just stare at it Uh uh-huh that's just what happens to my brain when the prequel movies are on i'm just like oh there's bright lights and sounds and things are happening okay yeah i mean i also turn into a dog when i watch any movie with ewan mcgregor in it so (laughs) it's fine i think my ewan mcgregor movie is um moulin rouge Mm, it's like a good pick. Just because I have realized, I was talking to my, my mother about this. I think my dad bought it on DVD for her. Um, and like she, they both fell asleep watching it. So I crept in and watched it. And I was like, this is everything I want to be. It planted a seed in my brain of like, um, I want to be a showgirl and then I want to fucking die. Like I want to <laughs> die of consumption. I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing. How old were you again? Like six. Yeah, fair. I shouldn't have been watching that film. Yeah. I was like, again, it was like, there's bright lights and movement Mm -hmm. and singing and everyone in this film is really attractive. Like, I just, it just released something in me. Checks out. (laughs) Yeah, when I... (laughs) I'm like I, I mean when you hear that a lot of my personality makes sense it does like this connects very well to the whole you know eight-year-old alex writing a will so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's good <laughs> speaking of uh, ages speaking of ages is her birthday yeah <gasps> she looks cute i just like i don't really understand this hat I love the outfit aside from the hat, which at first I thought was a beret, but then it turned out to be like some kind of weird headband that's like five inches thick. I don't know. I have no idea. But the the rest of the outfit's cute because she's got like, it's like a long sleeve red crop top and then there's a matching long red skirt and then it's just like some midriff showing in between and she looks very, very cute. I'll give her this. I love a crop top with a high-waisted skirt with a bit of midriff. I think it's the best. I love it. I wear that outfit all the time. I love it. And I love the long sleeve crop top. That's extremely cute to me. So, and the headband, I thought at first it was just like one of those, like, remember those like padded, like 90s headbands that were very, uh, you know, in vogue. I thought it was one of them. And then she turns to the side and it's like, it's, it's the width. It's not height, it's width. It's So it's like kind of a hat. Uh-huh. It's like kind of a fascinator. It's weird. I've never but. seen anything like this before, but it's. No. It, it, I guess it works. And then, okay, so she sits down. She's the only person there so far. So, like, she knows that everyone's supposed to be coming. And she's even a bit late. Like, I think she was, it, it was, like, starting at 8.30 and she gets there at 9 or something. And she's the only one there. She orders a Shirley Temple because she's like, oh, well, like, when everyone gets here, we'll be having champagne. And, uh, but so she waits, like, 20 minutes and still no one's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of like, hmm, okay, because this is, I guess, this isn't even pre-cell phones. We've seen them have cell phones before. Like, Well, later when she gets home, she listens to her voicemail. I'm pretty sure it's Miranda who's like, you need to get a cell phone. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I get that Carrie's the person here who probably has the least amount of money compared to the other girls. But like... You'd think that she's the kind of social enough person where she'd be like, oh, well, I'll spend money on a cell phone because then I can communicate to my friends. 
I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how we communicated before, like, before cell phones. Back in the Stone Ages. I don't know. Like, what's she doing? Like, literally sitting there, not even looking at, you can't even look at your phone or text people. And, because I mean, even if you're waiting and you text or you phone your friends and they're like, I'll be 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, fucking, I can stick it out for 20 minutes. Yeah. Just she- not knowing when they're going to come would drive me. I, it'd be 20 minutes I would leave yeah I don't understand why the why her friends are calling her home phone too instead of the restaurant because they could easily call the restaurant and be like oh my friend's gonna like I'm gonna be late yeah if anyone's there tell them I'm gonna be late yeah I mean I guess part of it is too they don't they're uniquely late so they're not like they don't they she might assume oh I'm the only person who's late she'll just see me when I get there but like all of them are late well I think they see I think they sort of all say that there's traffic. Like, I think Samantha got held up at work. Yeah. Um, but they all say, oh, well, there's, there's traffic and it's all busy, which, like... Uh, they're all stuck in traffic because they all have to take cabs because they're all, like, too afraid of poor people to take the subway, so... Yeah, they, literally. They could easily be there. You can be... You can get anywhere in New York by taking the... Like, not anywhere, I guess, but, like, they could easily get to this, like, fancy restaurant in New York on the subway from probably like wherever the fuck they are there's no excuse i know the subway i know the subway in new york is is like notoriously kind of terrible like not just Uh of like it being all poor people on it but like they have a lot of accessibility issues for sure yeah it has a lot of accessibility issues and it's always late or it gets stuck like they're fucking they have the same train since the 70s which you know even london we have new trains we have new trains yeah it's good but yeah you can probably like you can get on the subway yeah they could but they would they would literally burst into flames if they ever had to take the subway so yeah they're not even trying to do that so (laughs) no they would never if they were like stuck from on one side of the island to the other right they need to get to the other side of the island and it was in the middle of the night and they couldn't get a cab they'd be like well i guess i'm stuck here Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yeah. I guess I'm just gonna die. I'm going to have to walk. Like, they would never even think. Or, like, oh, wait, my city has one of the, like, one of the few extensive public transport systems. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's just them. So. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, then, okay, so Carrie asks the waitress if anyone is called, and then we get, like, (laughs) we hear this, like, a happy birthday singing with a cake, and Carrie gets, like, she kind of, like, lights up for a second because she thinks that, like, the cake is coming (laughs) for her with her friends, and then it turns out that it's for this other woman who's, like, next to her, and then, then, like, to top it all off... Uh, like as soon as the cake gets there and she blows out the candles, the woman's like, "25, fuck, I'm old." And Carrie's just like, <laughs> "I'm literally gonna jump off the roof of this building." So yeah, Carrie, like, like when she goes home, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go home and kill myself." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, that's the moment I would make that decision." Uh, that's that is a painful one to hear, and like, I mean, I'm not even. I like I'm 22 and I have people going, oh my god, I'm 20, I'm 21, I'm so old, and I'm like, I'm going to be 23. When people say that at that age, I'm like, you <laughs> were one when 9-11 happened, you're not old, like, like I can't. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, it's wild. Yeah, like I'm going to be 30 in like two years, like a year and a half and I'm going to turn 30, and so I'm just like... Yeah, no, when someone turns, like, 21 or 22 and they say they're old, I'm like, literally, who the fuck are you? 
<laughs> like I think because like a lot of my like IRL friends are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I because like when it was my birthday in September, so like pretty much everyone in my year would be younger than me. Yeah. And every single motherfucking birthday, I have like one friend at least who says oh my god, I can't believe you're 22. I can't believe you're 22 already. Oh my god. Uh, wow, you're so much older than me. And I'm like, your birthday's in fucking three months. What are you talking about? It's so bizarre. Like, I don't know. They I act like I'm 102. Yeah, it's wild. Like, I feel like, I mean, everyone has some friends who are older than them. And like, I feel like I have a couple friends who like i mean i don't have many friends who are in their 30s yet but i have a few and like to me it's just like oh it's kind of nice to see rather than me just being like oh my god you're so old because it's like oh it reminds me that like when i turn 30 i'm also not gonna be like decrepit like like, i'm gonna like you're normal people that i'm friends with and you just turn 30 so that's fine and yeah they do act like you're gonna wake up on your birthday and you're just gonna be like bones the bitch from snow white like you're gonna be fucking (laughs) old as shit i know it's very very bizarre but i guess what really makes the situation like the real thing that makes the situation for carrie suck the most is after that she waits a little bit longer the waitress then comes over and says oh the the woman's here with the birthday cake and she needs to be paid so carrie has to pay 70 dollars <laughs> for her own cake because her friends bought her a 70 dollar cake for her birthday 70 dollars like what yeah. i mean i guess that's delivery as well but like what the fuck Still, like what the fuck and it's not a big cake like it's a no, it's a normal it's a normal size cake yeah it makes no sense so like after she pays that's when she leaves she pays for the cake and she leaves and then she she's like crossing this construction site and these men start yelling at her because she's not supposed to be walking on the road there and then she drops her cake on the site and there's like 30 straight seconds of these construction men just yelling at her while she's trying to pick up the cake <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable to watch i really hate it I would just fucking leave. What are they going to do? Call the goddamn cops? I, I, like, I don't even know. Like, at this point, what? You're not even going to eat the cake, so just leave it. No. Yeah. Just flip them off and walk away. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's emotionally fragile. And she's, and yeah, she's walking. She's like, well, I'm going to go home and kill myself. Because uh, none of my friends showed up to my birthday. Uh, I'm 35. I have to pay $70 for a cake that I can't fucking eat. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, my life is terrible and I'm lonely and I hate everyone. So she goes home <laughs> and she gets she gets in the shower and starts like, you know, washing herself off to go to bed. Well, after she starts playing her 14 masters. <laughs> yeah. Again, which apparently she can hear in the shower. I guess so. I mean, I feel like, okay, I, this is my theory. She got home and she started playing them and she heard the first couple that were from like Miranda and Charlotte and stuff. And then... My guess is she got in the shower so that the messages would just play out so she didn't have to go through and, like, listen to them all. She was just passive-aggressively, like, letting them play so she could just clear them out. (laughs) Also, the reservation was for ten, so Carrie has nine friends. Who all got stuck in traffic. Hmm. Trim trusting. (laughs) A likely story. (laughs) The rest of the girls and Stanford. Okay, so that's five. Who are these other five people? Um... Like, maybe she had a reservation for Big? Maybe... My favorite part is the Stanford message. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the wrong restaurant. It didn't even have the same name. 
No, just he's like, hey, do you know there was a Mexican restaurant or like the other side that was <laughs> something similar? And like, oh my god, uh-huh. the days before Uber. It's very very funny, but yeah. So uh, and then Charlotte comes in. Uh huh. Just walks right she's, the fuck in. She just opens the fucking door. Which okay, Carrie. Um, like if you don't have a doorman or anything, you can't just leave your fucking apartment door open. No, yeah. It, what? She walks right in. She like knocks on the door and then just opens it, I guess, and carries us through in the shower. She's in the shower with the door wide open, which stresses me out. I mean, she lives alone. Maybe Charlotte has a key. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she does. But I don't know. Maybe. But but she comes in and then she's like, Carrie, and she sees she's in the shower. And because Charlotte's a fucking idiot, she- Lesbian? Like, walks right up to the fucking shower curtain and yeah. is like, hi. <laughs> she does, which freaks Carrie the fuck out because, of course, like- As it would. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck is there someone in my apartment when I'm in the fucking shower, standing right outside my shower? And uh, Charlotte's just like, Carrie, like, let's go. I'm here to get you. We're going to go down to the the coffee shop, the cafe, because, you know, it's just me and the girls. And Carrie's got, like, she decided to not take her makeup off before going in the shower, so she has mascara all the fuck over her face. And she's just like, I'm not I, going anywhere. Okay. I eat all of my friends. I mean, I've done that before. If you're wearing a lot of makeup, it's sometimes just too much to take it off individually, so just fucking get, like, the shower's going to do it for you. I always wash my, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's, like, covered in this, like, mascara running down her face face she's wet and she's like what <laughs> she says like oh you didn't show up like i'm tired i just want to be alone uh-huh yeah and uh, but eventually like they do go to the coffee shop and carrie admits that you know it's been hard and she's lonely yeah she's like as much as i didn't want to agree with like charlotte it really does feel sad to not have a man when you're old like me and realizing no man was there for me and as much as like i have you girls there wasn't a man and so she's all sad about it and then charlotte is the queen out of nowhere who who i was like excuse moi because she's just like girls like, what if we agree to be each other's soulmates and men are just people that we have fun with? And I'm like, I like you're amazing, but who is saying this? <laughs> who? Who? Charlotte? Okay, so I mean, I get where Carrie's coming from because yeah, it doesn't. In a way, you can have very close friendships, but you do want to have a romantic partner. But at the same time, you need to know that like platonic stuff can can fulfill that hole to a certain extent mm-hmm. it's not gonna fill your vag hole but it will fill <laughs> your heart hole yeah that's a good point yeah it's also very not a charlotte thing to say it really isn't like i get that she's in a really fucked up place with her marriage right now but like i was proud of her for wanting to consider her female friends to be her soulmates yeah so especially since my brain is like putting it into a place of being like Charlotte knows that a woman is her soulmate. So she's gay. She did that. She knows. On a subconscious mm-hmm. level, she knows. Even if these are just her mm-hmm. platonic friends, she knows a woman is her soulmate. So I did like um when Carrie says, like, I'm old. And Samantha <laughs> says, fuck you, I'm 140. <sighs> That is a very, God, that is such a mood. As someone, like, I mean, I'm not older than all of my friends, but I'm older than a lot of my friends. So I do feel like a lot of the time I'm the person who's kind of just like, 
oh my god shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up (laughs) when people are like i'm so old yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do slip into that occasionally um and it's not it's not like i'm actually old it's just like i everyone around me is young and i'm like please shut the fuck up please shut the fuck up and then i get like a casting from my agent it's like you'll be playing a 17 year old and i'm like not fucking 17 (laughs) it's fine it's just like riverdale exactly it is riverdale i have to remember that i am uh i'm riverdale age and so they all agree to be their soulmates and that's a nice cute moment for the gals which is kind of nice so yeah they like it they love it and then um we both collectively get punched in the tit we do wait (laughs) so wait what are you talking about are you talking about the next yeah so carrie's walking home oh not that and then big's car is outside her apartment and she gets so happy and excited i was really hoping she would like knock on the door and it'd be someone else oh my god i know Um, me too i was like how do you know it's his car (laughs) but she like runs up and she knocks on the door and these red balloons come out and i was like please be pennywise oh my god and I would have screamed and been so happy. Oh, I would have been so happy if he's like, hi, Carrie. Mm. <laughs> but it opens and it's big and she gets in and he's like, hi. And she's like, hi. And he's like, happy birthday. And she's like, oh my God, you remember. And then she's like, you're late. It's after midnight. And he's <clears throat> like, I'm not late. I'm on London time, which... <laughs> And then she's like, yeah, that's five hours ahead. And he's like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I'm really fucking late then. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they're drinking, like, champagne. Yeah. Champagne out of, like, little shitty coffee cups, basically. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, he says, oh, so how old are you? She's like, "Mm, I'm a lady never tells. (laughs) I, this fucked me up because they dated for what two years or something collectively like two years yeah they don't know how old each other is like they they (laughs) dated through their birthdays they must have there's there is no (laughs) fucking way you date someone for that long and have no idea how old they are what the fuck what the fuck and then carrie's like well how old are you and and she's like list off she's gonna lift list off the boxes from like the dating thing and she's like 35 to 40 45 40 to 45 and he wings and she's like oh like of course he's fucking in his of course he's in his 40s how old did you think he was i have no idea what she expected like this is this is no she's so dumb i hate carrie and uh then she asks him how he feels about soulmates and his response is so fucking stupid he's like well soul's a pretty good word mate's a pretty good word And then he's like, but otherwise, you got me. <laughs> like, Ugh. I hate him. I hate them both so much. They really are each other's soulmates. Yeah. They're yeah, exactly. Scummates. Here's the thing. You can manifest something into your life. Mm-hmm. The universe isn't going to necessarily uh, bring you something good. Mm-hmm. You might be manifesting someone, like, big. And he maybe he is your soulmate. Uh-huh. And maybe he's a piece of shit. Maybe you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Just so you know. She really fucking is. And they don't even really, like, hang out, go for a drink or anything. He literally just gives her the champagne on the balloons. And then she leaves, like, I don't know. They probably don't even talk for, like, five minutes. She goes back inside her apartment. And she lets the balloons float away like the fucking clown that she is. And she doesn't even bring them inside her apartment. They float away. Carrie, you're littering. And you're also a piece of shit. And then... 
And then we get our voiceover that says like, well, already having three soulmates made it easier to spot the nice guys to have fun with. Mm. And like, shut um, the fuck up. This is really clown central. Uh-huh. The end, like, end literally evokes clown, clownery. Mm-hmm. Anyway, rankings, I'm tired. I want to die. I want to die too. Okay, so fuck, I barely even remember what any of them did at this point. Like, it's <laughs> true, we just talked about it, and I can't even remember what happened. I don't know. Like, I feel bad that Carrie, like, got to her birthday and no one was there, because if that is, like, my worst nightmare is, like, showing up to a thing that's for me, and, like, people didn't even make the effort to, like, tell me that I'm special. <laughs> so, like, that's valid. I have a real fear of, like, throwing a party and no one coming. Yeah, it's horrifying. I the type of person who flakes all the fucking time, and I know, I just know that, like, three people would come and I would be having a breakdown, so. Mood. Yeah. But I guess, like, mm, mm, I guess Charlotte's at the top for me. Yeah. She's just being, she's just being stupid, but, like, her whole thing about them being soulmates, I like that. And, yeah, and she's, like, she was assertive with Trey. Uh, so she, yeah, she didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, apart from just being kind of stupid and not understanding how to lie. But that's not really her fault. Yeah. And then... Miranda, because Miranda again, like, th- I think that's the thing is no one really did anything. Uh-huh. Guess, so yeah, I guess Miranda, and then I guess Samantha, and then I guess Carrie. Like, Carrie's only at the bottom because she spoke to Big, but we've all been there. We've all been there. And yeah. hey. But also, yeah, you're right. She did litter. She littered. I didn't like that. No. So she probably, she she doesn't even consider that to be littering. It's going to end up in the ocean. I'm, I'm sure with all the cigarettes she smokes, she litters a lot more. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. She's throwing cigarettes on the ground all the time. She definitely doesn't think of that as litter. And then she fucking just lets her balloons fly into the sky and they're probably just going to pop and fall into the ocean and then some pelican's going to choke on it. So I hope she's mm-hmm. ready to be responsible for that. But I'm also going to put Charlotte at the top because of the whole soulmate thing. Thing. and then Miranda and then uh, I don't know uh, maybe Carrie then Samantha like they're really both close to me I just didn't care about Samantha's plot and she did mention Donald Trump which I was um, upset about and then Carrie like I I definitely felt her stress about being like no one showing up and then her just wanting to be miserable about it so I felt that so yeah I think that's pretty much it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't really, I didn't feel anything really. <laughs> um, <laughs> questions? Yeah, absolutely questions. Uh, okay, so, yeah, we only have two questions this week. We also, I also happened to get a Steve voice uh, while we were recording Ooh. from Summer, which I'll read when we do Patreon, but uh, we got questions first, so. Okay. Well, they're both from friends of the show, as usual. So, well, our first one is up on Tumblr, uh, from Tumblr user Siberian Pine, who asks, if you didn't have to sneak it in and didn't have to worry about bothering anyone else, what would be your perfect cinema food? It's a good question. I have a lot to say. Okay, so let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay, so there's this, um, there's a cinema I go to, which is in, like, a very bougie part of town, and it, they have, they're the ones where they have, like, you know, like, a velvet, like, sofa, Oh yeah. And they bring out like blankets and they bring your orders to you like it's all classy. The toilet there looks like the one from The Shining. <laughs> okay. And I always I always kind of have a bit of a moment. Like I think I saw like I always I try and see horror movies there 
because again like i think i saw us and then i like walked out i was like okay i'm gonna go pee and then now i'm in like the room from the shining and i'm like (laughs) jesus (laughs) christ i love it there yeah it's great um and they sell every time i go there i get uh garlic flatbread Mm. and they do these like like little mini green peppers that are roasted over a fire so they're like brown and well not brown they're black and like really sweet and you can just pop them and eat them they're delicious damn it's so good that rules it does rule my mum gets hummus my dad gets a hot dog like we get the same thing every single time but they do (laughs) it's like bougie if you go to like those bougie cinemas then they will often have like here's the thing it's the ideal cinema food right can't be too smelly and it needs to be soft yeah like i can't have that's the thing with nachos is nachos fucking stink and they're loud and crispy so you can always hear people fucking eating them well the whole idea i guess part of this question was if you're not bothering other people but you're bothering yourself because you're crunching and the crunching makes you can't not be able to hear the movie so mm-hmm. and like really smelly food will kind of take you out of the experience as well i agree and i also think if it's going to be dark in the theater you don't want to be eating something that you can really make a mess of like one of the th- first things i thought of was like spaghetti but then i was like <laughs> but then i was like fuck i don't want to drop spaghetti sauce on my shirt because i can't see in the middle of the movie like i do think a pizza or like a garlic bread like any sort of like flatbread type of situation mm-hmm. maybe a dip is kind of ideal because it's soft and you can just eat it without really looking at it. Yeah, true. And popcorn. Oh, what did I get? When I went to go see Midsummer, and we snuck in food. And we snuck in, like, I got some chocolate-covered peanuts. Hmm. I didn't realize it until, like, someone might be allergic to peanuts. But to be fair, I was sitting right at the end, so. Yeah, and sorry. I mean- sorry if you die. But, like, again, we're not bothering anyone else. <laughs> you're anaphylactic fuck off but everyone else have a good time (laughs) if you die then you die i'm not gonna stop eating my fucking peanuts yeah that's Um, fair this is a this is a personal threat to matt berger who listens to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i I guess i know so many people are allergic to peanuts and i'm like sucks to be you it really does god i love peanuts uh but yeah i know i like little like a little chocolatey little nibble i like dry cereal Uh, i like a lot of things yeah i'm a big fan of eating chips and i'm talking about like fries yeah (gasps) i had the i had these courgette like tempura courgette thingies and they were so good so i guess that love that love 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 tempura vegetables yes yeah yeah let's have a tempura we should city girls make tempura Mm -hmm. yeah i'm so boring (laughs) with movie stuff because even if i could bring in literally anything i I have been socially conditioned to want popcorn when I watch a movie. Yeah. And so even even if I was limitless here, like I would still be like, I want that fucking movie popcorn. And I'm a I'm a slut for salt and vinegar salt like salt and vinegar um powder oh. on my popcorn. Love that. I've never had that. I've had like a salt and vinegar chip. Oh, so good. So good on popcorn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. I made wow. <laughs> I remember I um I put like cinnamon sugar and cocoa powder on some popcorn once. It was like churro popcorn. Ooh, that was good. And I had a friend. Do you remember when you were like a teenager and you just made ungodly food? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. We went round to her house once and she was like, let's melt some like chocolate bars and then dip. <laughs> popcorn in it so we have like these popcorn like fucking rock hard like me- we put melted chocolate all over popcorn and made a disgusting mess and it was actually kind of good oh my god i mean that does taste good though i do love popcorn that's covered in like a sweet i just love sweet and savory type popcorn like the salty caramel popcorn and stuff like that it's really yeah, good my shit. go-to is a mix of salt and sweet mm-hmm. I d- do you know we don't really have butter popcorn over here but i do love a butter popcorn hmm. it depends on the butter for me because i'm not a huge fan I'm not a huge fan of like the artificial butter flavor, but I'll, like, I'll eat it, but I'd rather have real butter. But then sometimes it's like just soggy if you put too much on. I don't know. Yeah. I like, I think my, I usually, if I'm making my own popcorn, I'll put like a little bit of garlic salt mm. and like some pepper and maybe some like dried herbs and make more of like an Italian one. Mm. So I really, I do think like as corny as it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think popcorn kind of is the quintessential movie food. Yeah. And you can just, you know, you can season it. You could just buy a fucking cheap bag of like, Unpop popcorn, cook it up yourself, season it with whatever you want, and it's good to go. I I agree. I'm I'm a huge popcorn fan. I had popcorn last night and love it. Sadly, not movie popcorn though. So I've literally ordered movie popcorn on Skip the Dishes like more than twice. <laughs> And it is obscenely expensive to have a delivery fee plus the fee of movie popcorn. That was before I had a car, and it was I'm like it was worth it. I'm gonna say it, but like it's expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Next question. Next question. So our next question is from Tumblr user Two by Two Furious. Two Furious. Too furious, obviously. Yeah. Um, who asked which cryptid would each of the girls be? Okay, you got thoughts. I got thoughts. Nice. So, I think, and I've we've had a long time to think about this, but I just want to make sure I'm secure. Okay, I think Samantha is the Loch Ness monster. Okay, because she's just chill, and I feel like Nessie, like her whole thing is, I just feel like she just doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. You know, I like I feel like she's just fine in her little lake. Like she doesn't really want to go anywhere else, and that's kind of some. That's kind of Miranda. She's just like happy in her apartment with her cat. Oh. With our Chinese food. Okay. Okay. So Miranda. Because I think you said Samantha at first. Okay. So yes. Oh, did I? I meant Miranda. Okay. Yeah. Miranda's definitely Nessie. Samantha is the Flatwoods monster. The who? The Flatwoods monster. You okay. should Google it. You'll know who they are if you see them. They're the one with like the kind of like pointy, kind of like an an like a spade, like on a suit of like a deck of cards, like a spade, and they have the glowing eyes. You know that meme that's Ooh. like me and my girls sitting down when my shoes hurt? Yeah, this is like a Poe from Zelda or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're like kind of, they're like sexy. I love, that is a sexy cryptid. Like, they're the sexiest cryptids and they're just like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and my eyes are just glowing. I'm just a shapeless black monster with glowing eyes. Yeah. Like, mm, sexy. Relatable. They're, they're sexy. I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling with Charlotte. Yeah. Because, mm, there's not really any cryptids that are just like what's the waspiest cryptid hmm yeah there's not really any cryptids in like connecticut really (laughs) uh well i Uh, did google i googled wasp cryptid and i got uh what is this avarisboro gall nipper and it is like that isn't even a wasp that is a fucking mosquito (laughs) 
Uh, I think she'd maybe be like, again, she's probably more like Nessie. There's that one that's in the Congo, mm-hmm. which is kind of like Nessie, very dope. And like, I just like her. Um, okay. I think she'd be a Kraken. Okay. Okay. I like that. Be- yeah. I, I definitely don't think she'd be like, because a Kraken kind of only attacks when it's in its domain. And maybe, I mean, maybe more of like a siren. She's definitely in the sea. And she's just like dragging men down to eat and kill them. Yeah, I do like that. She's like, I want to, I want to find a man. Matt- and by doing that, she has to like break their ship <laughs> in two. But like, do we blame her? No. Matt wants me to ask him who the sexiest cryptid cryptid is. Mothman, baby. Mothman fucks. Yeah, Mothman does fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like Bigfoot, Bigfoot fucks, but like Bigfoot's like more of a like a husband. Like if we're playing fuck Mary Kill, then you definitely you marry Bigfoot and you fuck Mothman. Well, Bigfoot is Mr. Big. Mr. Bigfoot. Yes. So uh she yeah, I mean spoilers, you marry Mr. Bigfoot, and I guess that makes Aiden Mothman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so did you say who Carrie was? No, because I can't think of one for Carrie. Like, is there Carrie like a cryptid is... with big hair? Mm, I guess like Yetis are the, the hairiest ones. Yeah, she know? could be. And I could see a Yeti marrying Mr. Big. Yes, yeah, she's Mr. Bigfoot's wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. What's that? That, that swamp. There's like a. Big, there's like a swamp Sasquatch, which is has a great name. I don't think Carrie deserves to live in a swamp. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say she's Mothman because um, uh, Mothman is a harbinger of like bad stuff happening. Uh huh. So and Carrie is bad. The skunk ape. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, she's a skunk ape. She's uh-huh. a skunk ape. And then, yeah, bonus. Big is Bigfoot, Mr. Bigfoot, obviously. Of and course. Then, I don't know. Steve is the Jersey yeah. Devil. Steve is the Jersey Devil because <laughs> <laughs> he's from Jersey. And <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I don't know. I feel bad because I don't. Mothman fucks, but like, Mothman would be a bad boyfriend. And I don't think Aiden is too bad. Like, he he does kind of suck when they get back together. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... But then Mothman's in Virginia. That's kind of rural. I could see Mothman... I could see Mothman p- picking up carpentry. Yeah, I could see that. Mothman yeah. just making furniture and selling it in Manhattan. Normal. <laughs> yeah, he's a kind... I could see him with a turquoise necklace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it suits And then him. Pete is the chupacabra. Yeah! I love it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Well, we nailed it. I think I think we did a good job with this one. Well, you did most of the work. But. Yeah, I think I, I, I still, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that brings okay. us to Patreon now because we're done with our questions. So uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash citygirlsmake.com do uh if you donate as low as one dollar a month then you can get access or access to uh well you get a special discord rule you get access to the mummy mailbag you get access to a secret channel of looker picks so there's some good rewards just for donating one dollar and we got two mailbags out already third one should be coming out soon so yeah. uh that's to look forward to if you donate five dollars mm-hmm. a month you get yeah, ask oh. ask us questions do ask us questions because that'll be soon 
Yes. $5 chair, you get all the stuff from the $1, but you also get uh, you get the opportunity to submit stuff in Steve voice. So we got one submitted from Summer, uh, friend of the podcast, guest of the podcast, lovely angel of the podcast, who has said, uh, can I request this Iro quote in Steve voice? So <clears throat> you must never go... <laughs> I already missed it. You must never give in to despair, Miranda. Allow yourself to slip down that road and you surrender to your lowest instincts. In the darkest times, Miranda, hope is something you give yourself. That is the meaning of inner strength. Wow. So, Uncle Steve Iroh, uh, thank you <laughs> for the kind that words of beautiful. wisdom. Could you imagine Avatar the – well, you couldn't because you haven't seen it. But Avatar the Last Airbender but with Steve instead of Iroh, the show would be like half as good. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I've seen a bit of it and – you're right. Yeah. So thank you so much, Summer. So that, so yeah, at the $5 level, you can submit us stuff to read in the Steve voice. And uh, you also get an even specialer role in the Discord server. And $10, you can get all of that. Plus, you can listen to our uh, recordings. Also, if you're a $5 or $10 donor, then we will read your name on the podcast every week. So our current $5 donors are Jennifer Snyder, Matt Ribeiro, Jess Ayalachi, Mogu, Summer Geist, Pierre the Disaster, and Siberian Pine Hardwood. So thank you for supporting us and giving us money every month. We love it. Yay! Thank you! Yay! And that's our Patreon. So, uh, the other thing I guess we can plug is if you're not already in the Discord, join the Discord. Uh, there's links to it on our Tumblr, on our Twitter, which are both City Girls Make Do. There's a link to it on our Patreon, so you can find it. It's a nice, fun server. Uh, it's really good. I love talking to the people there, so. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, everyone said it's like a chill place. You know, there's not crowded and busy and it's just people having fun low stress environment good and pictures of animals good pictures of people good discussion everyone's good we love it yeah uh so yeah you can find me on twitter at age of Audition, on tumblr at windfall island uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Alex Lovergo and on tumblr at dork phoenix hell yeah you're a dork phoenix and you're a virgo that's true. It's almost Yeah, Virgo that would season. be my cryptid. My cryptid would be a phoenix. It would be. Because I can't die. <laughs> I love don't it. Don't try and kill me because it's not going to work. I don't know what mine would be. I guess I could be like one of the typical British Columbia ones. Like there's the Ogopogo and there's the Cadbrosaurus. That could be one of those. Ooh. Yeah. Either way, they're when... both just like lake or ocean monsters, which fucking I... rule. There's, there's, there's the fucking best ones though. Yeah, right? So love it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, thank you for listening and check us out places. Check us out on noisepace.xyz. There's a few new podcasts there, so listen to those. And uh, mohay every day. Mohay every day. Fuck cops. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck cops. Bye. <laughs>